And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 5, Week 21, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. How's it going? I'm broadcasting to you live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My hot take this week has to do with the Major League Baseball draft, which kicked off yesterday. Um, And my hot take is that the MLB draft is just complete garbage. And I think that all pro sports drafts are just stupid garbage that nobody should make a big deal out of or pay attention to. But the media, specifically like ESPN, is like, get such good ratings, I think, from the football draft that they are, like, trying to push that off into, like, other sports. And the reason specifically why the baseball draft doesn't make sense for anybody to pay attention to is, like, <clears throat> unlike in football or basketball, where these kids who get drafted can count, show up the next year and make an immediate impact, most of the kids who get drafted in the Major League Baseball draft never make it to the major leagues. And so, right. and, and so you'll be hearing he, these names. Even and if you they might not hear them, do, even if they they're do. not going to have any impact for you, right? But, for years, yeah. So it's garbage. Yeah. It's no, trash garbage. True. And given all that, let me just say, shout out to the Oregon State catcher whose name I don't know, who went first in the draft. Right, that's your and rivals. The. That's our rivals. Yep. Uh, go Ducks. But good job, Oregon's. And Cal, uh, the Chicago White Sox drafted third. They drafted Andrew Vaughn uh, third from Cal. So That's Vince Vaughn's know. son. Just Sure. That's my hot take. That's a good hot take. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, you know... Testicles, spectacles, wallet, and watch. I've gone all day without my phone because I left it in the Uber coming home from the baller last night. I can't get in touch with the Uber drivers, so I've had a real interesting day. And yesterday was Monday. Let me just remind you that. (laughs) So it's only June. It's going to be a long, hot, awesome summer. So... um, used to that yeah yeah joel's joel's a teacher and he his school wrapped up last week and he has not been sober since nope or shirt having a shirt i've not right. worn a shirt either <laughs> which makes the ball kind of tricky right luckily they all know you there already <laughs> right <sighs> i show up and they're like here's your phone here's your shoe right <laughs> Right, or you just walk in there without a shirt, and that's how they know that the school year is over. <laughs> right. like, oh, school must be out. Joe's not wearing his damn shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yes, Champaign, Illinois. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun, guaranteed. Hey, speaking of fun, thanks to everybody who listened to last week's episodes. 
We talked a lot of shit about the Miami Marlins, so check that out on SoundCloud, on Apple iTunes, or on Spotify. I think we got another rating, Sam. I think it was another one star, so that's good. <laughs> good. That's amazing. <laughs> um, it had something to do with our three-minute silent gap in the middle of B-Block last right. week. <laughs> yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great. It's going to be fun. Um, we got onto some kind of of playlist last week because all of our top listeners are from Vietnam. Oh, so cool. shout out to Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi and Vinh, cool. uh, Vietnam, V-I-N-H, Vietnam. Also shout out to our loyal American listeners, Providence, Rhode Island, Monticello, Illinois. I'm coming to you tomorrow to play some trivia. Champagne. You guys are going to get sick of me by the end of the summer, Champagne. Chicago, Brookline, Randolph, Vermont, Detroit, Gary, Indiana, Portland, Oregon, New York City, Andover, Massachusetts, Cincinnati, Ohio. Shout out to everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Tell your friends. Um, give us a rating, a review. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Check us out on all your social media apps. All right. You ready to get into it this week, Sam? Yeah. So I got a question for you, Joel. Go for it. <clears throat> then we're doing headlines this week, and the first one we're going to kick off with is that uh, President, former President Barack Obama, attended the NBA Finals game, Game Two in Toronto, and was greeted with a standing ovation. He was also made a pretty bold fashion choice by wearing a real cool leather jacket. So I, this is a dual part question, and. The first question is, why do you think that he went to the finals game, chose to go to the finals game in a foreign country? Because he's kind of Mr. America. Uh, and then the other question is, do yeah. you think that he do you think that he can pull off that leather jacket? It's a two part question. Well, yeah, well, I was asking the same question. Why is he going to a game in Canada? Like literally the Toronto Raptors should be the one team that Barack Obama roots against. <laughs> And there he is. If I were the Republican Party, I would be making heyday about this. Like, I would be posting all over the internet about un-American Barack Obama rooting for the Toronto Raptors. Like, what's up with that? Is he also a Drake fan, do you think, or a Justin Bieber fan? Well, I would say if he's one of the two, he's probably a Bieber fan. But maybe both. Yeah. Maybe he likes, um, what, John Candy? Is John Candy Canadian? Yeah, probably. Michael J. Fox, maybe. Michael J. Fox, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe, he's, maybe he's a fan of their bacon or oh, poutine. Yeah. Well, that's pretty delicious. Poutine's yeah. pretty delicious. So is Canadian bacon. I really Canadian like Canadian bacon's okay, but it's not as good as American bacon. True, true. It's, like, less good. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why he was there. It's kind of like he is America's cool dad right now. Right. Because a crazy uncle is in charge of the country. I think that it's, uh, you got that backwards because now Donald Trump is our dad, our stepdad. He's uh, like the cruel oh, stepdad. Yeah. And we want like our cool dad back. But he's like with right. his new family, yeah. Canada. <laughs> he like left us. He left our mom, yeah. America, for his cooler right. Canada, Northern Bride, Canada. Yeah, that has healthcare. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah, but did you actually watch the basketball game? No. <laughs> no, I only, <laughs> I only found out about this on Instagram. <laughs> uh, well, I, it didn't go well for you, like Kawhi, though. Well, it was, it was, it was very interesting because. As listeners know, I've been big on the Toronto Raptors. Eli was the first one to jump on that bandwagon. And they took game one against Golden State. And for the first half, they were in control of this basketball game. Again, Golden State's playing without Kevin Durant. And the Toronto Raptors, in my opinion, are the best defense that Golden State had to play in their five-year dynasty run. And you could see that in the first half. Steph Curry could not get open. He was not hitting his shots. The Warriors had to rely on Klay Thompson to produce their offense. But Golden State was only down five points at halftime. Then you come into the third quarter and the Warriors go on an 18 to nothing run. It was insane. You know, it was like classic Golden State. And my, what I was left wondering is how does a professional basketball team like the Toronto Raptors collapse so badly like that in the finals? Like oh, this, yeah, I don't know. I didn't this watch seems the game. to happen to opponents of the Warriors all the time. And I thought Toronto was better than that. Right. Do you think that that is like kudos to Steve Kerr who saw something in the first half and like made the adjustments at halftime that he needed to? I do, like, but I also think, like. yeah, I really do. I think Steve Kerr is a really, really good head coach. You know, he's got really good basketball players on his team, but he does something at it's, it's something at halftime happens that the Warriors make the adjustments they need to, and that's why they go on these epic third quarter runs. Um, and so now Toronto's got to bounce back. They play tomorrow. At Golden State, Game 3, the series is tied 1-1. After Game 1 win, I was a believer that, a believer, if you may, that the Raptors <laughs> going to pull this series off. But now it's really looking like Golden State in 6, especially if Durant comes back. Right, because yeah. they still have their best player. Right, on the back. Yeah. Uh, I didn't they get a couple more injuries in that game, too? That's the question. Uh, Clay Thompson went out in the third quarter with some kind of groin injury, and Andre <laughs> and Andre Iguodala is questionable. Except Iguodala hit the game-winning three or the game game ceiling three-point shot, I should say. Right. So, uh, so those two guys are questionable. I bet. I bet they play, but we don't know yet. Right. Now, right. if if the Warriors have to play without Durant, without Thompson, and without uh, Draymond Green, I mean, not Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, then maybe the Raptors can win again. <laughs> right. Okay, well, let's move on, because I don't give a shit about this. To yeah. our next... Right, right. Well, <laughs> if Eli were here, he, would, he and I could talk about basketball. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's move on. Let's talk about a sport we don't talk about very often. Let's talk about boxing. 
Um, over the weekend, Anthony Ruiz Jr. upset Anthony Joshua to win the heavyweight championship of the world. Ruiz was the heavy underdog, emphasis on heavy, but won despite being four inches shorter and weighing 40 pounds more than Joshua. Sam, is it the dawn of a new and chubbier age in boxing? And is the dad bod going to make a comeback in professional sports? Well, I think that a couple things. First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Ruiz Jr.'s trainer, trainer Bartolo Colon, um, for yeah. really putting together a good training program for this kid. Um, also, I feel like the dad bod has never gone away in Major League Baseball. Um, right. So it could be coming back to the boxing arena. There was a guy when we were like teenagers, there was a famous boxer, big fat guy whose name was like Butterball or something. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> I don't remember this. No. Yeah. <clears throat> he was not great, but he was huge and very <laughs> famous. And I think his name was Butterball. I'm going to look that up and get back to you. I don't really know much about boxing. Like these like extreme violent sports like boxing boxing i'm okay with actually ufc is like a little too much for me it's like very just feel very uncomfortable watching these people essentially trying to kill each other um for my entertainment uh but i did watch that i did watch the highlights of that fight and you know as someone who doesn't really know that much about boxing i thought that the big man really kind of put together a good like match because he got knocked down early like he got knocked down first and then he knocked yeah. the other guy down three times and then ended the match um yeah so <clears throat> i guess i don't really have much to say about that other than kudos to ruiz jr and his trainer bartolo cologne and um you know you earned it it's it's see it wasn't a fluke he definitely earned it right well and i was watching the highlights it was that round three where ruiz gets knocked down first and everybody at that point thought Joshua was going to win easily. And then Ruiz kind of, he gets knocked on, knocked down on his ass. And then he gets right back up and comes right back after Joshua, which was really impressive from right. a bystander's perspective. Yeah. Other thought, yeah, he literally bounced up like a butterball. Right. <laughs> My other thought was that isn't Ruiz, isn't there a bad guy on Mike Tyson punch out? That looks exactly like Anthony Ruiz Jr. You know, I don't know. I never played. Do you remember that game? That game? I remember you know the game. game I'm I talking? never really played. Man, oh, in what was that? 89, 90, 1991. I'd go to my friend's house. We would play that on original night, and that was a one player game. We would take turns watching each other play Mike Tyson punch out. That game's so fucking good. Okay, you ready for this? I looked yeah. this guy up. Nickname Butterbean. It wasn't his real name. His nickname Butter was Butterbean. Uh, and he was a <laughs> professional boxer and kickboxer and mixed martial artist. And then he became a professional okay. wrestler. Um, but he was <laughs> professional boxing record 77 and 10. Uh, and he was only knocked out twice. And he knocked out 58 guys. So. What was his real name? His real name was Eric Esch. E-S-C-H. Okay. 
or Esch. No, I don't remember this guy at all. We should. All right, we'll post about him on Facebook because I want to see a picture of this guy. Well, he's he's fat as fuck. This guy's real big. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, yeah, we're not big on boxing. I agree with you about uh, UFC is too violent. Right. I, and I, I don't want to like take anything away. Those people are incredible athletes, but it's just like a little bit. I'm not like a fan of watching it, you know? Mostly I'm just well, saying that. So one of them doesn't and, show up. Well, let me talk about beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want Conor McGregor <laughs> to kick my door down, you know? <laughs> he might too. That guy's right. crazy. That guy's fucking uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the other thing about UFC fights is that they're over in, like, 90 seconds. Right. Well, that's good. Those I don't good understand. Ones. I don't like it when it, what like, do you goes mean? for rounds and rounds, and then they're, like, just bleeding a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. And there's, like, yeah. blood all over the might... mats. They make the mats white so you can see the blood all yeah. over them, you know? It's gross. <laughs> it is gross. Just go watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Right, I'm much more comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get out of blood sports. Let's okay, get to okay. Let's move yeah. on to baseball now, Joe, okay? Yeah. I got a question for you. It's about your Chicago White Sox. Whoa. Chicago White Sox have gone 6-1 and one over their last homestand and are now just one game under 500. And being that they're in... The AL Central one game under 500 is good enough to put them in second place. <clears throat> Joe, my question to you is Are the White Sox contenders for the AL wild card this year? A. And okay. B, if not, how soon will they be? Oh, good. Um, answer to question A is no. And I cannot emphasize this enough to all of my Chicago White Sox friends on the internet who are getting their fucking panties in a twist thinking that we need to go get to the playoffs this year. We are, this, let, me, let me preface this with, man, winning baseball games is awesome. I forgot how good it feels <laughs> to win baseball games. You just go through the rest of the day you've got that sunny disposition you got a little rosy thing on your face because you've been drinking all day it's amazing and yeah the white Sox have won six out of seven and they're good or they're better than they used to be and they're better than they should be however that six and one we beat the cleveland indians three out of four and we swept the Kansas city Royals, but the White Sox still have a negative 44, and they've had one of the two easiest schedules in the American League up to this point. They've played the Royals a bunch of times. They've played uh, the Baltimore Orioles already. They don't get to play Baltimore again. They've had two series against the Detroit Tigers, who they will play again. So, like, the schedule is going to get a lot harder for the White Sox as the season goes on. Um, next year, we've got to be in contention, and I think we will be. A lot of this is prefaced on Giolito being an ace in the pitching, excuse me, in the pitching lineup, 
He was the AL starter of the month of May. Uh, he had an ERA of under two. He's six. He's won his last six starts. And we've got a bunch of guys coming up. If these guys coming up, Kopech, uh, Luis, Robert, if these guys are good, and if we can find someone to DH other than Yonder fucking Alonzo, we're going to be good. I'm excited. But don't okay. sell anything. Don't buy anyone. We don't need Keiko. We don't need Kimball. Keep the farm, guys. Keep the farm. That's what I'm saying. Well, those guys are free agents. You wouldn't have to keep... You don't have to sell the farm to get those guys. True. You're just saying it's not worth and, the investment to like make a push for this season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Um, now, if you ask me again on August 1st and we're at 500 and a game out of the wild card, I don't know if I'd change my opinion or not. But right. I don't expect us to be at this place in two months. Right. Do you have a much better schedule coming up? Yeah, well, we play the we at Boston. The Yankees are coming to town. Um, I don't think we've played the Houston Astros yet. I may be wrong about that. You've played them. Yeah, they swept us, didn't they? Oh, that's I the can't other remember. thing. We got swept by the Minnesota Twins, and we got outscored in that three-game sweep like twenty-five to five or something ridiculous like that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was bad. It was ooh, we're up four nothing on the Nats right now though. Sweet. All right. So so maybe we should sell everybody in twenty nine. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real White Sox fan thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So we got this. The Nats are also bad. Just to remind you. Right. So we got this stretch from June thirteenth to June thirtieth versus. Uh-huh. Versus the Yankees, at the Cubs, at the Texas Rangers, at the Red Sox, versus Minnesota. Uh, yeah. That'll be telling. That Yeah. Yeah. If we're 500 after that stretch, uh, then come call, call me because I'm going to be drunk and happy. Um, but that'll be tough. I think the Yankees are the only American League team who's actually had an easier schedule than we have up to this point. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. It's fun times to be a Chicago White Sox fan, and uh, I'm hoping that next year goes even better. So, speaking of next year, Sam, let's talk okay. about the baseball team. Okay. Um. The Red Sox, hey, they beat the Yankees 8-5 on Sunday, avoiding the three-game sweep. That's their first uh, win against the Yankees so far this season. However, they remain eight and a half games back in the AL East, and they are still one game back in the wild card. Sam, what do the Boston Red Sox need to do to get back into contention? Well, I think that they probably need to make some moves at at some point if it's signing another pitcher of those two that you mentioned before, maybe we could use help both in our bullpen and in our starting rotation Um, or trading for some help pitching help coming up to the deadline. I don't think that the Red Sox have a whole lot to trade with. Um, So that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens. Um, But I don't feel like, 
I mean, it's just, it's kind of hard to tell because it still feels like the Red Sox haven't clicked yet. And maybe that's just but, because they clicked so hard all last year um, that it still feels like something like that is going to happen. Because, you know, you were just going through the numbers of the White Sox, like the Red Sox have a positive run differential. Um, I feel like they've, you know, we played all our games with Houston already. Like we've had a pretty tough schedule and I feel like at some point, like we could go on a run that could make those eight and a half games mean nothing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And, and, you know, we had for the month of May, the rookie of the month in, uh, Chavis and, the player of the month, Rafael Devers, for the month of May. So we have some things going for us. It just feels like none of it has all come together. Like, I don't yeah. feel like we've had a poor pitching matchup that didn't also coincide with a poor offensive night. You know, like, those are the kinds of things that you need to be a winning baseball team is you need your offense to pick up your pitching staff and vice versa. And it just hasn't really felt like any of that has sort of come together this year for the Red Sox. So... I think that that still could be, you know, coming down the pipeline. Um, but to say that we don't need help with our pitching staff is would be untrue. Yeah, I feel bad for Chris Sale. He's been pitching pretty good, but he got the L. Oh, I don't know if he got the loss. I think it might have been a no decision in a 4-1 loss to the Yankees. And, of course, he had that start against the Colorado Rockies where he pitched seven innings and struck out 17 batters, and the Red Sox still lost. Right. Uh, But uh, David Price pitched really well yesterday. I was worried that he was going to collapse. I'm just looking at at your recent schedule. Yeah, you've... Played the Astros already twice. That I mean, Astros, I mean, they look like the best team in the American League. Um, so now you got, let's look at the schedule. You got Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Texas, Baltimore, Minnesota, Toronto. And they got another two. Oh, that two two game set against the Yankees. That's the one in London, right? Must be. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Eight and a half games is not nothing. You got some work to do. What would it mean? Like, what would it mean if the Red Sox get Craig Kimball back? Could they do that? That would be really, really weird, in my opinion. I mean, that would mean the the bullpen definitely doesn't have an anchor. So I feel like if we were to sign Craig Kimball or trade for a closer or something, get somebody or just have somebody who can step in and kind of take that role. Uh I feel like that would be huge. Um, So why did, why did Boston not re-sign Kimball? They just can't afford it. Oh, like the amount, or it's not even that. It's like, he's just looking for what, four to six years, I think. And people are trying to give him two years. Like that's the reason that he's, Four to six years, I think, and people are trying to give him two years. Uh, and, like that's okay. why he hasn't been signed yet. Yeah, boy, can you imagine being him. Like 
if he signs with the Red Sox for one or two years after missing half a season, right. that would suck. That would suck to be like, no, I'm not going back to work unless you guys give me a good package. And then you're unemployed for six months, and then you go back to work, and you're like, actually, well, I'll, no, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll take this temp job. He, he, you know, he took his services to the open market. It wasn't just the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox, yeah. had, Red Sox had the chance, you know, they get the first crack at him and they're like, well, they offered him a one year deal, I think, and he declined it, you know? So, uh, uh, so I don't know. I don't think that people take that shit personally. Yeah. I think that wherever he goes, he's going to be rearing to like have a good year and prove everybody like for fools, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, maybe try again no. next year. Well, I mean, the Cubs are talking, yeah. Cubs, there's a lot of chatter that the Cubs are going to go after Kimbrell. Um, uh-huh. Who else do you see as likely landing spots for K and K, Kimbrell and Keiko? Well, just today, people have started saying that uh, the Yankees are close to signing Keiko. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Yankees are kind of they get what they want. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, if that, those rumors are true. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in the Bronx. Yeah. And then, then they'll have to try out the corpse of CC Sabathia every right. time. Yeah. Yeah. He can go, you know, train at the Ruiz junior <laughs> school of heavyweight boxing <laughs> and donut eating. And donut eating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about Kimball? Do you think uh, Kimbrel, anyone, you know, who is in contention that needs a closer, the Red Sox, Cubs. Um, yeah. Who's been blowing a lot of games, you know? Cubs, Cubs need a closer. Yeah, their bullpen sucks. Um, cool. Phillies, maybe? Do they have a closer? That'd be interesting if you went to the Phillies. I could see that. Yes, but I don't know his name. Um, so, uh, final thoughts? Uh, we don't have time to talk about it, but Andrew McCutcheon tore his ACL today. He's out for the season. Yeah, that's sad. And he was like, uh, uh, crap, who is our Philly friend who's a big Philly fanatic? I don't have my phone, so I can't look him up. Oh, Todd? Anyway, shout out to a Philadelphia. Todd, yeah, Todd. Yeah. Shout out to Todd. Um, the Phillies had, like, the Phillies have been winning that division without Bryce Harper really producing. And now right. without McCutcheon, even that's though he's not the number one guy, but that's a lot of pressure. Uh, Harper's going to need to start producing for that team. Yeah, or they need to sign another bat. No, no, who's out there that they can get? Yonder Alonzo. <laughs> you just really don't like that guy, huh? I really don't like that guy. <laughs> Let's try to get him go play for the Phillies. Maybe we can yeah. get some more, more, uh, <laughs> more prospects for him. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. This has been the A Block with Sam and I talk about headlines in the sports world. Um, check us out on all your social media apps. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Apple iTunes, and on Spotify. If you listen to us on Apple iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Also, we are on Instagram. Um, cool. Sam, any last thoughts? Nope, nope. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.